Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. we know what we're going to talk about today <laughs> um, entanglements <laughs> i've wanted to record since friday it's a lot it's a lot of <laughs> it's a whole lot my homie was like so what y'all talk about every week like y'all never run out of shit to talk about i'm like nigga it is always shit always. to talk about always and you know it's crazy when I'm like, yo, bro, <laughs> did you see the Red Table talk? <laughs> as soon as I saw it go up, I was like, damn, this shit would come out when I'm in the middle of something. Did you like uh, I Am Not Your Negro? Yeah, that's cool to watch. I watched it with my mama. Um, But back to the Red Table, I really thought that it was going to be longer. Like, It's very telling that this was something that they had to put on yeah, for us. Um, because it was only 10 minutes or 11 minutes and some change. And most of the Red Table Talks be at least like close to half an hour. Yeah. So I'm just like. That was uncomfortable. Like, they, Will looked so uncomfortable. Will was looking like. This bitch. Come on, let's do like I'm gonna say what the fuck you want me to say, and and we gonna get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna start playing, and we're just gonna pause and talk about yes. each segment <laughs> because ciao, woo, it's all I can say. It better be on YouTube. I don't think it is. I had it on Facebook. <clears throat> I listened to the Joe Button podcast, and they they did it like that where they uh, played it. Oh, really? it is, like I had to stop listening because it was like it was funny as fuck but I was like I can't I can't just steal their points yeah I'm trying to see if this is actually going to be the whole thing or if oh Okay, so they said that August came around around the time that they were already going through some shit. Right. I don't know if I believe that. You gotta remember he's friends with Jaden. That's weird to me too because how old is August Alcina? He's twenty seven. 
Okay, see, I thought he was like our age. Or I older. did too. And then after I put the episode up, I looked, and then he was 27. So he's, and then they said this was four years ago. So he was 23 at the time. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about any of this. Um, okay, we just. <laughs> Pause it. <laughs> Yo, all right. She is toxic as fuck. Yeah, this is very toxic. She, like, all right. For one, the way she smiled when she said, it just felt good to help somebody. No, bitch, you're praying on somebody. Yeah. You, like. And she's still here, doesn't realize, or she does realize, and she's just trying to play it to where it looks like her intentions were pure she's a master manipulator when they weren't like all right like somebody said this too they were like she's very good at using uh words that seem to be insightful and as a way to avoid any accountability mm-hmm. i just didn't feel good at the time i was in a broken place and then I just felt good to help somebody. And uh, that's part of my codependency. Mm-hmm. And for one, a lot of us are, a lot of people suffer from codependency, myself included. And a lot of people, that's also why I have a hard time realizing if I'm in love with somebody or not. <laughs> or am I just trying to fix them? Fix, yeah. So. Like, I understand that. But as somebody who does that, I also know I can't just use somebody. Mm-hmm. And then when it's all good, I'll just throw that person away. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's what she did. And also, I hate to be that person, but if she was a dude and if it was Will and he was dating one of Willow's friends and over time it slowly became he was just trying to fix her yeah it would definitely be way different but she's also a lot of this stuff is revealing just how toxic women are (laughs) and also that in a truly equal society women would probably do all the same shit that men do Mm -hmm. because time and time again when we see that women are in power they do the same things that men do when they're in power now that might be a chicken or the egg type of thing, but I don't know. It's this shit just makes me feel icky. <laughs> like I don't know why. Like she's so confident in that she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it's the accountability that she's lacking. Yeah, and then plus. It's like she's making it look like she's taking accountability by like explaining her issue with codependency, but at the same time, it, she's still going back to, I just need to feel good. It felt good, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's just like, but if you know that this is happening because of your codependency, then. I also wrote this down after I watched it the first time. August was sick, needed help. And she helped herself. Yeah. 
all under the guise of that she was just trying to help. Trying to help, yeah. Now, it may have started as they were trying to help mm-hmm. because from what Will said, they were, as a family, they were trying to help him. But she took advantage of that situation. And it's not like she necessarily, like, people have been pushing back being like, well, she didn't take advantage of him. He was a grown man and all this other shit. Be like, yeah, but she was still in a mentor role. If he was 23, how grown was he really, though? Especially if he was out here as a drug addict. And you have this fucking, like, beautiful movie star tending to you. Like, how much uh, <laughs> how much of a choice do you think he really right. was able to have and, and make rational decisions for himself? At 23, like... 23 is not a grown-ass man. I don't care if you've graduated college or what else. And he had all... It was brand-new fame. Yeah, yeah. That, too. The other thing is, how would you feel if you were Will? And I mean, August Alcina is a... I wouldn't say he's an A-lister. He, he, had, he had a hot moment. It's like if she... <laughs> It's like if she dated Kirk Cobain's. <laughs> Interesting analogy. Same level of fame. They had that one good song. Um, Drinking my cup was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 was pretty famous, but his fame didn't last. But I, I feel like that has to do with he was in love with Jada Pickett situation at the time. So An entanglement, honey. Who you niggas really? It, it's not even trending anymore. No. I haven't seen it used but once today. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. Like people made it lame, but the idea, like I think Keith said something. He said we had a brand new word for the culture. I saw that. <laughs> And y'all ruined it because y'all don't know how to read. <laughs> ruined it quickly. And it was like, even that, though, that she wouldn't just come out of a relationship and entanglement. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that's that. She like she's speaking around things. That's that's that uh, philosophical trying to be deeper than trying to make everything spiritual so that it doesn't seem as hurtful. Or right. malicious, but she's bitch. a fucking predator. That I mean, and that's why Will was like an entanglement, right? Like, really, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Say what the fuck it is, and then for her to be like a relationship. Yeah, it was a relationship. It felt good. Why couldn't you just say relationship then? Like, what? Because you did. Because if you say relationship, that means you have to Accept own up to real. the shit that you did, right? And and what it actually was, instead of what you're trying to play it down to be for us right now also they act like it was a long long time ago and i think joe button has said this august alcina was on red table talk yeah when they first started like their first season yeah what was it like a year or two ago yeah they acted like this shit was years and years ago. yeah it's like no nah, like we shit. saw right now granted we didn't necessarily know or pick up on any of that but and that's I, evidence right that shit was you know what i'm saying what shit was yeah 
I honestly, I honestly wish that they didn't even do this for us. Like, sure, th- I guess they felt like they had to come out and say something after what August did. But at the same time, I really wish, like, I really wish celebrities would quit feeling the need to explain their relationships to people. Like, we don't really need to see all of the ins and outs. We don't need, we don't need an explanation for every, every, every spat or, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I think they, they felt the need to because rumors had always been there that they had open relationships. Rumors have been there for a long time. Yeah, since we were kids. So I'm saying like, why this time? Y'all could have said something a long time ago if you really wanted to but we had a face to it now sit down and and talk about you i mean it's been rumored that you know will had an affair with uh margot robbie and mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like there's been plenty of faces that could have been put to shit hell like if we've been talking about her and tupac for years like if they really wanted to yeah but the funny thing is with the margot robbie thing will definitely had a better uh, entanglement. <laughs> She's an A-lister. <laughs> That's true. A third-rate R&B star. <laughs> and it wasn't a situation where he was looking to fix somebody. Right. It was just a hookup. Yeah. And that's what he kind of alluded to like when he was like, I'm going to get you back. And she's like, oh, I think you got me back. I don't think he has. So I took that as... I didn't take that as a retaliation thing. I took that completely in a different context. I took it as he was joking. Yeah, but also at the same time, it seemed like he hadn't had a relationship. Now yeah. he may have had a sexual relationships or whatever. But it wasn't anything emotional or. And I think that's different. Entangled, uh, right? Like she had a like. August Alcides still was saying that he had love for her. Yeah, he said he was in love with her and he could die happy. Yeah, that he experienced it. That's different. That means that he still has super strong feelings if you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, be able to say that. Um, but no, when Will said, I'm going to get you back, like, I I thought he meant, like, I'm going to get you back, like, fully committed to us again. Not, not a, in a retaliation type of way. Oh, no. The slide look he gave, I don't think that's what he was saying. Okay. Maybe I'm, I missed the slide look. Cause, and then that's why she said, "Oh, you've gotten me back." I th- think See, they were alluding to. I just read it completely wrong. I read it all wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I thought it was like you got me back. Like I'm here. I'm back. No, working towards us again. No, I think he was saying he gonna like, get her back for the situation. Yeah. I mean, this is a knock on his armor. I just, I just. He got uh, cockled. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just don't think we really needed, I don't, I don't think we needed this. Like, because for one, it still was so scripted. Like it was still very calculated. It was still, like I said, it's all, it was only an 11 minute video and some change. Like 
But it shook up the world. We know that y'all sat there and talked for way longer than that. And then to like the Red Table Talk episodes are half an hour long. Like if y'all really were going to get into the thick of it, y'all could have. But y'all didn't. Like y'all literally just gave us this tiny snippet just so we could feel better, I guess, or have an understanding about what y'all have going on i actually respect it more that they didn't go into detail i didn't i'm not saying that i want them to go into detail but i'm just saying if they were even gonna do this why not just kind of be a little bit more open at least about like what they had been going through and how long they had been you know what i'm saying yeah. but i just i just felt like it was unnecessary it, it was but i also think that they probably did address other stuff because it looks like it's edited yeah they probably did put say a lot of stuff that they couldn't put out and just because like we say crazy shit that we can't put out yeah and then yeah. like i don't know it it was weird um let's almost just finish <laughs> um he also cut out the part where they, they said bad marriage for life hmm they actually said that yeah oh shit i thought that was just a meme that twitter niggas was making up did you watch it like yeah. the whole thing i mean i was watching it but i wasn't watching watching you were fucking witch no i'm, I'm not i didn't i mean you do that <laughs> um yeah they really said that we ride together we live together we ride together bad i saw that life. i saw that yeah i didn't hear them say bad marriage for life Oof, shit i didn't know Mm-mm. it's just so much uh, yeah and I really wish that um, I really wish that that we um, would stop glorifying celebrity relationships now oh yeah that whole uh relationship goals thing that's dead i also hate um i hate when this kind of stuff happens and people start saying stuff like oh you know we can see now how our grandparents marriages last so long and i'm just like first of all our grandparents if you if you 30 and up our grandparents was in a completely different time yeah this type of shit this entanglement shit this <laughs> We separated and we gonna figure it out. What nobody grandparents doing that type of shit? Like back then, it was ride or die for real. Like your husband or your wife doing some. Most of the time, it was husband because they were out the house. Women didn't have you know as much freedom or whatever or much of a voice. Uh, but honey, if your husband was out here doing whatever the fuck he was doing, most of the time the women, the woman was just there putting up with it it wasn't no i'm gonna go and you know do my stuff too while he like and then too like this isn't this isn't the solution to to relationship problems like this is not the band-aid like i I don't like that people are people are saying like we see how so-and-so's marriages lasted so long like that's that's the key like that's the that's the antidote like no (laughs) no it's not like we need i really wish that people would get off of that like 
maybe you just need to go wild out for a moment to find yourself in the midst of all this shit that you're dealing with, you know, in your relationship. Like, no, this is the time that you really need to like dig deeper with the person that you're with, especially in a marriage, like dig deeper that with the person that you're with and communicate. And if it takes going to therapy to do all of that shit, that's what you do. Like, or you don't just go willingly get wrapped up in some shit to make yourself feel better or wanted. That's my whole thing. Like, in a, like if she had took time, if they separated, they were they were reflecting and doing shit like to try to figure things out. Okay, yeah. that's one thing. Right. That's how you get to a certain level of growth. But yeah, just out here, just uh, trying to fuck it away. <laughs> In the word pain away. <laughs> in the words of our sister Solange, uh, that's not doing anything but getting more people involved in your bullshit. Like and then plus, I mean, I'm not even gonna say that open relationships can't work for whoever they're they're involved with. It's just that's not the type of shit that I would do. I can't do. All this fucking COVID shit is making me just be like, yo. Nah, niggas are definitely out here. I was gonna tell you, like, this dude at work is definitely out here, like, dating new people. Oh, yeah, people are definitely doing that still. Um, so, I mean. As for me in my house. <laughs> <laughs> You can start talking to people though. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's been a couple of people through the uh, the swiping mm-hmm. I've come in contact with, mm-hmm. not in person, but uh, just friendly conversations. Uh, I think I'm looking at it as honing my skills. Right. Yeah. Um. Now's the time. Right. And then also, I'm about to I'm about to stop drinking a lot. <laughs> not completely. <laughs> I think I'm a drink two days out of the week because i gotta get some poundage off but that's typically um i've really only been drinking when i come over here and i think i'm i'm slowly inching my way into becoming a vegetarian i would like to be a eventually i want to be a vegan but this goddamn pork. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go as far as vegan. I've, I've always wanted to eventually become vegan. Because I'm, I am, uh, it's honestly probably not as hard nowadays. Yeah. You have options. There's now. way more options. And, and then plus and after I had that, uh, impossible Whopper, I was like, yo, I can do this shit. <laughs> Only thing about, the vegan meat or the the specific impossible whopper is you got to eat it immediately cause yes it, it'll get cold fast mm-hmm, it does and i think the last one i had got cold too fast so when i had it it just wasn't good but i have had one that was really good so i haven't had uh is it hardy's has one has an impossible oh i didn't know that okay hardy's yeah i think hardy's and somebody else has one but yeah i i've eventually wanted to be vegan I've been wanting to do it for a while. It's just, I might eventually do it this year. Um, I I definitely need to stop eating pork because I feel bad for eating pork now because, mm-hmm. you know, pigs are like super sentient. Like they're like, what is that? They have awareness. 
Oh. So they like know they're intelligent and they know that they're about to go to slaughter and stuff. Mm. And then that just doesn't sit right with my spirit to be like, yeah, like with cows and shit, you might be a stupid ass fucking cow, but, <laughs> but it's just something about like pigs are smarter than dogs. Yeah. And also because since I've, since I've had Cooper, I'm more, I'm an animal lover now and it just doesn't feel right to me to be just consuming animals. Yeah, I'm already not like a huge pork consumer to begin with. Honestly, red meat would not be hard for me to cut out. It's the chicken and the fish. Yeah, but I've also, my goal eventually was to become a pescatarian, then become vegetarian, vegetarian, then vegan by the end. I think I could, if I become a pescatarian, that's probably going to be my final, my final form. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is honestly not hard for me because i fucking love seafood like, like that to me is going to be harder to give up than anything else yeah every it's just something about like never being able to eat crawfish Ooh. never nigga shrimp scallops crab lobster Ooh. i need that meme of future going <laughs> calamari <laughs> mouth Mm. yo like <laughs> eventually yeah I do want to do it the hardest thing for me is going to be surprisingly even though I'm lactose intolerant dairy 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 is I fucking love cheese cheese I love cheese so much that it destroys my stomach and I'm just like you know what this is the Don't sacrifice I <laughs> cheese just make cheese makes everything better I did feel like a dumbass though, because the first time I got an Impossible Whopper, definitely got cheese on it. <laughs> I got cheese on mine too, and I don't feel like a dumbass. Oh, uh, it's just yeah, I yeah. People get bacon on Impossible Whoppers. See, you do it too much. If you get bacon on an Impossible yeah. Whopper, you really don't give a fuck. People do that all the time. People be like, "I want to do the vegetarian sandwich, but add bacon." Okay, girl. <laughs> um. Anyway, we got off on a tangent talking about traditional things, and then I don't even know how we got on <laughs> our, our diets. Yeah. <laughs> you said you were more or less. Oh, I was talking about cutting back drinking, and you said you were you only drink here, oh, and yeah, you become yeah. a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard pescatarian. It's the first day that I'm like I'm pescatarian. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> first time I heard about being pescatarian was uh, from Whitney because she's always just been like a foodie anyway. And I think it was, I think we were back in college when she was talking to me about it. That was when I had no knowledge of any anything outside of like vegetarianism and just right. a normal meat eater's diet. I was like, the fuck? How did she even find out about this? But. Thomas said he's more or less vegetarian during the week, and then on the weekends he eats a little meat. Yeah, see, I could handle that too. That'll probably be that'll probably be a good way to like start, like ease right. yourself into it. Right. Because I don't, I don't think I could just go cold turkey. The other thing is, I'm about to start getting meals because I'm tired of spending money on stupid ass food. So I'm just gonna get a meal plan and just do it that way. Just have to fix my own fucking breakfast, eat some eggs or something bullshit yeah oatmeal yeah 
toast. I don't have a toaster. I just realized that the other day. Too. I'm like, I'm not. A, I am not a real adult. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot of shit I don't have. Toaster is probably one of the cheapest kitchen appliances you can buy right now, too. Right, and you I don't know them for like twelve dollars. <laughs> and I don't know why I don't have one. <laughs> I thought about getting a, a toaster oven. Mm. Like, okay. You still gonna need a toaster, my nigga. I know, cause you ain't gonna want to wait on no bread to toast for more than a couple seconds. <laughs> It got bad the other day. I was like, man, this is when I realized I needed a toaster. I was about to, like, I wanted a grilled cheese, but I was like, I don't feel like waiting this long for a grilled cheese. Nigga, you was finna cheat on a grilled cheese? Fucking right. What? It don't take long to make a grilled cheese to begin with. It takes too long for me. (laughs) (laughs) To make a proper grilled cheese, you gotta take time with this shit. No, you don't. Nah, man, that's how you end up. A good grilled cheese shouldn't take you any more than like three to five minutes. What? Nah. You make sure your pan is hot enough before you stick your bread in there. I see. I can't wait that long. You got to have plenty (laughs) butter. You got to keep butter in the pan. That's the part of it I hate. It's too much work. It's not. it's not bro i was like man no nah, if i, I can't had... imagine you actually trying to cook a real meal you talk about grilled cheese is too much work bro first time i cooked the steak in the uh like on the stove and in the oven man i was working my ass off for that shit <laughs> that's the other part of like if i did like i i can't cook i can cook enough to survive but i see i love to cook I've always loved to cook. I, now I just have had way more time. Right. So I can really, um, I've been perfecting my recipes. Yeah, I'll be out here making the shit, honey. It's just something about living alone and you just like, man, I don't feel like doing this shit. Because I'm going to have to clean this shit up. No, that's the best time. Because if you fuck it up, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's on you. Ain't nobody else got to experience your fucked up shit. You just charge it to the game. Right. <laughs> I get you a PB&J. <laughs> definitely have pb and j just in case i uh i do need to get my grilling game up oh yeah because that's a, a traditional black dad thing i need to have in my in my corner mm-hmm. i love doing um i love grilling veggies here recently i've been trying to perfect like a smoked pickled onion Ooh. yeah i make like a sweet glaze but put some vinegar in there so it's like kind of tangy, but then it gets that smoky flavor. How fucks with it? How at you? How at your girl? <laughs> Meanwhile, Juice is afraid <laughs> to make a Juice grilled cheese. Make a grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I need a fucking toaster. <laughs> Nigga, you need a wife. <laughs> Man, what? <laughs> like, uh, bro, if I look up and find a chick that loves to cook. My fat ass is going to be so fucking happy. <laughs> like, fake he make me something. The only, I, only, like, oh, my bad. No, you go. <laughs> only thing I'm not, like, really big on is baking. See, I'm not a baker. I'm not, I'm not out here doing no cookies and cakes and pies and shit. But that's because that's my own taste bud preference anyway. Like, I'm a savory girl. I say that all the time. I have rare moments where I'm craving sweets, like today. I always have like the biggest cravings when I'm doing like really good on my meal plan. 
Like, I'll be like a week or two in. Like, like well, I deserve a treat. <laughs> and I'll be like, fuck it. Today is the day. <laughs> like, I have no self control. I, um, like my mom, my mom can cook her ass off, but growing up, my mom is very good at baking. That's mm-hmm. her thing. My mom is very good at baking, too. Um, so like, it's a, it's a wonder I actually don't like a lot of sweets. Cause like growing up, my mom stayed with him, but let my mama do banana pudding. I'd be over there tonight, son. <laughs> <laughs> I do love me some homemade banana pudding. It's nothing better. Um, but yeah, like if I met a chick and she could cook and shit, I'd do all the super manly shit. I'd be like, "You want me to go uh, wash your car for you?" Like I'd do some shit like that. Like yeah, I'd be super traditional. Let me find a chick. <laughs> to make your dessert and you just exchange. I give up all this shit. <laughs> I give her my world. <laughs> now, if I end up with a dude who can cook, man, because I'm a food. Like, niggas at work already be talking about me because I be eating my ass off. Like, I just, <laughs> I come over here eating shit all the time. Like, right. I'm always <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm always eating something. But like if a nigga if I could find a nigga that could cook, oh <laughs> I would be in heaven. You are always eating that shit is funny. Like it's just like uh when we were on the quarantine and you didn't come over here for two months. I f- I straight forgot that I had like gushers and shit. I still have them in for my me. pantry. Yeah. <laughs> like I have like gushers <laughs> and fruit roll ups for uh Kim when she comes over. Cause I don't eat that shit. I'm an eating ass bitch. <laughs> True Southern girl. I love me some food. I love food, but I hate cooking it. See, I love both. <laughs> like, it's just like the day we had the uh we had jerk king, which I had that shit today and that shit was lit. <laughs> I was I was like, yeah, if I if I don't do nothing else on my off day, I'm gonna eat some dope ass food. Did I tell you I had Jamrock? Yeah. How was it? The cocoa bread was not cocoa bread. It was just like a normal yeast roll, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, um, sweetened. No, it wasn't even sweetened. Really? It was literally like a normal yeast roll. It was like in the shape of, I guess, like traditional cocoa bread. Like it was actually like a pancake. Like it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a big piece of bread, mm-hmm. but it did not have any sweetness to it whatsoever. And that disappointed me because I just feel like the sweetness of cocoa bread paired with, like, Jamaican spices is, like, what makes the Jamaican food experience what it is. So, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I had Jamrock last week, and it wasn't. It's good. It's just, I be seeing niggas hyping Jamrock up, and I'm like, yo, bro, have y'all had the other Jamaican food? It wasn't enough. Okay, so, I I typically like my Jamaican, I like my jerk to be saucy. I like sauce on my jerk. I don't really like sauce on my jerk. See, I like sauce on my jerk. There's not so much sauce. Really? They always feel, well, I'm not a sauce person, so, to me. You ask for less, or... I always ask no sauce. Oh. Um, but when I don't say no sauce, they put a lot of sauce. And it might just be because I, I hate sauce. 
Mm, see, I'm always having to ask for, or I had to ask for extra sauce. Yeah, I, I like a saucy. I'm not a sauce person. And that's how um, that's how M and K's is. Like they have, I like my jerk chicken to have a little bit of a roux, if you will. Like I give me some, give me some I can sop my cocoa bread in. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He's southern as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love to eat, nigga. Like, <laughs> I'm an eating ass bitch. Um, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't, it wasn't saucy enough for me. It's not bad. It's it's actually good. It's just, I have more or less become the Huntsville version of a Caribbean connoisseur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, my top is... Jerk King is the best jerk. Mango. Jerk King got to get some patties, though. Yeah. They got to get some patties. That's the one spot that they can't compete with anybody else right now. Because I feel like everybody else got patties. Yeah. I'm, I mean, also, I'm... You don't like patties? I can eat them every now and then. Like, uh, sometimes, because Jamrock is right down the street from the office... I'll go and I'll get their patties. Like, if I just want to get something quick. Yeah. It's just, patties aren't my go-to. I don't you like patties. I, I forget I get, when I was out at the Caribbean Festival a couple years, a couple summers ago, I had a fucking patty from somebody's restaurant. I can't remember who, but it was the best one that I had ever had. Like, M&K has really good patties. Flaky on the outside the meat was perfectly seasoned and juicy like it was warm as fuck it was just so good um i um also because i i growing up my first introduction to jamaican food or everything was patties mm. so like i used to like we used to get the patties from like sam's or whatever the uh the frozen ones and i would eat those so i guess i don't look at it as I grew up eating this shit. Yeah, see, I never had patties until um, until the festival. And definitely not authentic ones. <laughs> right. So, it was life-changing for me. I just wish, like, sometimes I wish we lived in, like, a super diverse city so we had even more to where it's, like... Yeah. Because the little interaction, like... I wish we had, like, African cuisine here. Like actual like roti, roti plates. Yep. Um, um, when we went to Disney World at Epcot, I did have some Afri- some of the African uh, patties. Ooh, that were good. It was so good. Nigga. What? Disney out here got the African food on lock. Yeah, because Epcot has all the all the nations. Yeah, and it was during the food and wine festival. Yeah, I still just always imagine a lot of the stuff being like really gimmicky and. They bring people from the countries. Cliche. That's like right. to like do the food and shit. Like it was like super legit. Like it was a dope experience. Like I I definitely want to go back to Disney World like with a chick and like have like the adult. That would probably be fun as hell. It would be like because me, my brother, and Angie had a lot of fun at Epcot because we were just riding around mm-hmm. drinking and shit. Yeah, that sounds like, really fun. Big ass playground for adults. Right. <laughs> it was tons of uh bachelor parties and bachelorette parties too. Mm-hmm. They were there. I can't believe my little brother's thirty. That shit is wild as fuck to me. 
Shout out to Lil D, Mighty Mouse in the house. I got super in my feelings yesterday. About your brother turning 30? It, or you just had like some nostalgic moments it because was just, of it? It was just nostalgic moments and shit. Oh, yeah. And then I was just thinking, I'm like, I live in this fucking house. And I try not to think about it, but every now and then it gets me. And it's just like, fuck. Yeah. And it's like, damn, we would've it would have It would definitely get me too. It it gets me every now and then. Like, I'll just be like, shit. Like, I'm looking at all these old pictures, and they're all in this fucking house. Yeah. Like, the picture that Markham put of me and my brother, it's like, it's in the fucking garage. All of us in the garage, yeah. Right. And it's just like, what the fuck? And I just got super in my feelings yesterday. And I got drunk as shit. Man, I miss Andre. I really want to go and visit them. Yeah. Once all this shit calmed down, that's the first place I'm going to go. I know. But we've been saying once all this shit calmed down. It's never going to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) It's never going to be the same. Hell. (laughs) Like, I knew it was going to take a while, but it's just. It's taking longer and longer because won't nobody do the shit right. Like, that's the frustrating part. It's we the have president. To, like I'm sick. Yo, he's the one. Like it's a trick. It's the trickle down effect. Like he is the reason why we're not treating this the way we need to be treating. Like we should have never come off a of lockdown. No, and now he's trying to get us to go back to school. And like I was uh, about that today on Twitter because he had reposted some shit where uh, some school in I think Florida maybe had required for parents to sign a death waiver yeah i saw that i'm like if you ever have to sign a death waiver for your child for anything don't do it (laughs) what the fuck and i was just like you know what i really feel like a lot of these um schools are gonna be shook when more than half of these kids are not returning because for one a lot of people a lot of parents are working from home so it's not super necessary that they have somewhere for their kids to go especially parents with you know one to two kids now three or more I don't know what that situation is like but I just I I can't imagine that it's it's a whole lot of people that are just like okay yeah I'm gonna send my kid back to school just real gung-ho First things first. You didn't know his name? No, I, I never did. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it's like who? Hilarious. Um, it's bad that you only have to know people like out like By you, their social handles. Like I'm sure it's just telling people like a kid named Juice. It's like I have a name. <laughs> I hate that name, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how we can let kids go back to school for one. The logic behind it is that they are, it's only uh what they say like point oh two like point some point something of people that's gonna uh die from it that are kids like nigga that's like a million something <laughs> you have a million something kids die you willing to do that shit only my nigga <laughs> right <laughs> y'all acting like y'all said ten or less and even still like like nobody wants to be just out here predicting children dying from just going simply going to school and then somebody else had posted they were like the other part of this is what are you gonna do when kids go back to school and one of their teachers dies from this because that will happen or bus driver because 
they're even more prone right having to you know what i'm saying transport transport children yeah two places like at school you're just dealing with kids who have been in the school all day which is still a lot right but buses you picking them up from home dropping them off at school picking them back up from school yeah, and exactly. kids be wild and they be spitting and snotting everywhere. Coughing and sneezing all on shit. Right. Airborne ain't gonna take care of this shit. <laughs> and I people are I don't get and Trump keeps saying that it's the Democrats don't want the economy to uh come back. No, I actually kinda <laughs> do. I don't want people to keep dying. And I definitely don't want anybody I love to die. Why would we not want the economy to if the if if the economy continues to to fall, that just means inflation, right? And that hurts us more than anybody. People are convinced, like all the the shit that I hate about like the social media shit is, people are convinced that Democrats actually want the world to burn, yeah, all to score political points. Meanwhile conservatives are fighting to get in fucking walmart without a fucking mask the epitome of the shit that they accuse us of fucking doing and it's just like yo we just trying to make sure that the police (laughs) ain't killing black people and shit these motherfuckers talking about uh their rights being violated and shit because you gotta wear a fucking mask or we don't want little kids to die in a fucking school or to get people sick in schools you know what I mean? Fucking teachers have like pre-existing conditions and shit. And teachers don't get paid enough no. to be risking. It. I, you want to risk death twice? That is a word. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I want to say I don't understand, but then I remember who we got <laughs> running this shit. And pulling all our cards, and that's the dumbest nigga alive, bro. Like people, he keep- people act like, and I honestly think too, like from their point of view, because a lot of Republicans just seem to be so um, secure in this disease-infected society that we're living in right now, and they're not afraid of this shit and. You know, they're just they just want to live their lives and all this shit that they think that everybody else is like just as comfortable as doing normal shit. And it's like, like, I was just, like if I walked in somewhere and they weren't wearing masks, I would turn around. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I don't know you. An establishment where pe- the, the fucking employees aren't wearing masks. No, I'm not coming in protecting myself and you not protecting yourself right i can you're the one that's being exposed to more people presumably than i am right because you work in a public place i'm not no fuck that shit people don't understand like people really acting like this shit doesn't exist (laughs) yeah but no i'm i'm really sick of uh people in the conspiracy theories with with this shit and speaking of like um, when Keith was talking about or he um, posted the thread about the girl whose mom was an RN and mm-hmm. had basically bought into you know all the 
social media propaganda about you know wearing masks and not wearing masks and basically just buying into a bunch of stupid shit like dangerous shit like (laughs) believing that you know the masks aren't helping and and i'm noticing that a lot in boomers and i think i think it's only because they're a little bit newer to social media or this era of social media where it's more informative and not just like selfies and in the small community of people you know like right. now we're able to kind of get like news and videos and articles and you know all kind of shit on social media but yeah. more more than anybody honestly and it's right. kind of weird I was saying some shit the other day about um how he thinks that the government created the virus to get money out of us or something i've seen people say stuff like that and i'm just like but if people are dying how does that make sense (laughs) like i talked to somebody about that and they were like i just don't believe the numbers i was like okay and like they were coming under the assumption that i just believe everything that the government tells me i was like no that's actually not what i believe i believe the government if anything is lying to us about the numbers and they're a lot higher than what they are just like that one place that I was telling you about. Right. And then, Everybody like. lying. <laughs> but the numbers, the numbers, they're not, they, they may not necessarily be real, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like a body count number. How y'all like to say, whatever a girl tell you, take it and multiply yeah. it by three. <laughs> that, that's what these numbers are. <laughs> right. They're- with this corona. And it's a body count for sure. Oh, for show. Sure. Um, <laughs> Body count has to be the name of this. Um, like you might not believe the numbers, and that's good, but you definitely don't need to believe that the numbers are fewer than what they're reporting. Like, right? Stop thinking that that these are scare tactics. Because what exactly would they be scaring us into if they don't want the economy to fall and they want things to go back to normal? What would they be scaring us into? Right. And then the idea that America would forego making money. For a man-made virus that's not actually doing anything to anybody. Right. Like, where is is your logic? How does that make sense? I know. It's like, (laughs) like, all right, this is what I don't get. So y'all don't believe shit the government ever says. But But now. Now. You think, you know. The government are geniuses that have formulated this disease <laughs> in a lab with european doctors and scientists and they just unleashed it on us to get what and why would they have to kill hundreds of thousands of people to get money and why would they kill their own people right and then the person i was talking to about it, they were like uh they'll they'll just write anything up as coronavirus now like but what are you basing that on i just think it but what are you basing that on for one coronavirus is out here evolving as we speak like the symptoms are different for everybody the symptoms are changing it's just like the person that we know that has it she says she didn't have a fever Mm mm-hmm that's part of that that falls under that asymptomatic shit like you might feel 
a certain way and that like maybe you have the headache but you can still taste or maybe you you know what i'm saying like she said she had the headaches for two days the worst headache she's ever had and then she lost her sense of taste and smell on the third day mm-hmm. and that's when she knew for sure she got tested but she said the whole time no even fever. after knowing no fever so honestly you probably just would have thought that was like a cold like a regular cold if you didn't you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Typically, when you're congested, you lose your taste and smell. If you didn't, you know what I'm saying? If you didn't have that one symptom that they're claiming is a symptom, you are not necessarily sus- suspecting. This is my own paranoia, but I usually don't eat till I go to work. <laughs> so I've been just testing, tasting shit to make sure I can still taste stuff. Yeah, be like, that's why I literally got these the other day. So I could be like, I can still taste these Tic Tacs. I don't don't think I have the virus. No, ever since I've gone back to work, my anxiety level and paranoia has been... It's scary. Because I feel like working in the restaurant industry is probably one of the most dangerous industries to work in outside of just being in the hospital during a pandemic. Yeah. So let's get this one off. Okay. Wait, what were you gonna say? Um, I was gonna go to the Annie Leibovitz thing, but you go, you do yours first. We had two episodes last week, and in both of them, we forgot to talk about oh a coffin in the club. That motherfucking casket. And when I say a coffin, I don't mean coronavirus coffin in the club, even though y'all need to stay y'all asses out the club. No. In Huntsville, Alabama, our very own home, there was a party at 3208. Is that it? Yeah. Which I've never gone to. And after this shit, I <laughs> will never twice, go. And it's not, it ain't shit, to be honest. Yeah, I figured it wasn't. But there was a viral clip that on Twitter two weeks ago of a party in the club (laughs) and there was a casket in there. And then at first, I guess the person was joking. They were like, uh, uh, we gave my homeboy a good going away. And it was a girl twerking on the uh, casket. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what in the world? It was something like we, you know, we wanted him to have a good turn up or he wanted to turn up or something on his way out or something. Like it was funny. And then it was just like, wait, what? And then somebody under it, they were like, relax, everybody. It was full. It was filled with liquor. It was like, wait, hold up, lady. We're not just going to speed past that like you didn't just say it. (laughs) What do you mean it's okay it was filled with liquor? Why is there a casket in the club? Of all the things. Filled with liquor. Why did it have to be a casket? I I don't understand. The fact that that made the shade room. (laughs) I don't like that. Huts- we can't never make the shade room for nothing good. I know. It's always some. First Antoine Dodson. Right. Now this shit. Antoine Dodson is the most famous Huntsvillian ever. So annoying. I don't even think Antoine Dodson is Antoine Dodson anymore. Yeah, I don't know. He might be a whole new nigga at this point. <laughs> I know. that was that long ago. I know he had a kid. I didn't know that. Hey. Right. It's 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. <laughs> Anything can happen. Anything is possible. But yeah, I 
I was like, man, what the fuck is this nigga's problem? Why are they acting crazy? I was wondering where Cooper was because he's super quiet. He must be knocked out. Oh, yeah. That nigga been acting weird. Like, I don't trust him. Not this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, 2020 is weird. So, we got call- coffins in the club. Apparently, everything is cake. And I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should ask, was the coffin cake? Bro, I miss this. <laughs> so, so many people hurt behind these cakes. <laughs> Somebody posted a photo. I want to say it was like a food page. And it was just... um different wings and with wing flavors on them mm-hmm. and i don't know if you saw it but it said something like guess which flavors yeah i saw that <laughs> somebody said at this point red velvet <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody is hurt then somebody posted a photo of their phone and their Apple Watch band <laughs> that were the same colors and the Apple Watch was sitting on top of the phone and somebody said, I know a cake when I <laughs> I know a cake when I see one. <laughs> that shit took me out. What's the nigga uh Yah Yaya Mateen? Oh, okay. Somebody was like somebody said they were like, Are you a cake? And he was like, I feel like I'm walking into a joke. Like, what kind of cake? And somebody was like, an actual cake. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, no, I'm not a cake. And then this one girl was like, I'm going to have to taste to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I think it was Scotty B. But she was like, I know a cake when I see it. (laughs) This should have been hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's, it's so funny because that shit is funny as fuck though because I used to watch Cake Wars and they used to always do all the different cakes yeah. but I never would have thought of like, oh, did you see the fucking raw chicken breast cake? That was the one that I was like alright these niggas have gone too far why would you even First do that? First of all I'm not even enticed no. I don't even want none of that. I don't want no parts of that. There ain't no way that I'm interested in cutting into some raw motherfucking chicken <laughs> period that doesn't look appetizing. Nothing. How do we get? How do we get on the cakes? We talk about the coffee in the club in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty just being fucking wild. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to start verifying <laughs> who the fuck is a fucking cake. <laughs> like, nigga, you might be man made cake. Oh shit, <laughs> cakes. Oof, cakes got me very um, <laughs> skeptical out here. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> So Annie Leibovitz has been getting shit on by Black Twitter, and it's really hurting my heart. <laughs> um, because I studied her in art school. If y'all don't know by now, which I'm pretty sure I've said it before, I went to school for art. Blah, there's that. But I studied her, and not not only her, but of all the photographers that we studied, everybody had their distinct 
aesthetic. Yeah. Um, Ansel Adams being one, which almost everybody knows who Ansel Adams was. Right. Very, very known for his like sharp Shadows. black and white, like just very contrasting, saturated, like just very good, clean, like black and white art. That's the first. I think that's the first uh, photographer everybody, especially with the buckhorn, because uh, Mr. Kofer Mr. Kofer loved all the about fuck about Ansel Adams. He dressed like that nigga. <laughs> like, dead ass. Like, one day, me and uh, Allison Gilbert looked up like Ansel Adams, like, he dresses like Mr. Kofer. <laughs> um, yeah, but so she is one of the artists that I have studied, and she's very well known for her photos looking like paintings. Yep. And because copying a lot of painting. they are very they're very one dimensional mm. there's not a lot of she does not create work that um has a lot of shadows or a whole lot of depth like all of her photos tend to look very like oil painting like oil on canvas type style so um and on top of that she uses um a filter that also kind of desaturates color as well. Right. So, and and I think that just kind of adds to the one dimensional feel like that's, that is part of the reason why her photos look um, as flat as they do, because you have very muted colors, even though they're bold. Um, Like she has, she, her work is very, it's like on the cusp. So she uses like rich colors, but she kind of pulls some of that richness out of it with the filters that she uses. Um, and so people were shitting on her because of her shoot that she did with Vogue and Simone Biles, um, basically saying that she didn't put, she didn't use the right lighting or she didn't, edit them in in the most flattering way and I'm just like and so people were not only shitting on her work but they were taking her art and taking it upon themselves to edit those photos right and that that is a no-no that is a very bold thing to do especially with a well-renowned artist that is a very 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 I don't care how long you've been doing art if you not renowned and this wasn't asked of you taking somebody's art and editing it and saying that yours is better is very, that is some pompous ass shit. Yeah. And so it was a lot of niggas on Twitter that I was like, nah, fam, like this ain't it. Y'all, <laughs> y'all don't fucking understand. It was so many of them that were just like, you know, I know her and I've, I'm this artist and here's my shit on Instagram and I've studied her work and she does this with all of her photos. And I'm like, you ain't any, <laughs> you are proving my motherfucking point. Right. Y'all are trying so hard to make this be, she's not editing black women properly or look how she, made her look so ashy and this that and the third and she didn't cater to this black one I'm like why would she switch up her personal aesthetic that she has worked for years to establish as a photographer why would she switch that editing style just for one race or one color of a certain race like this is her aesthetic either you get it or you don't 
And that's what it is. Though. And whether or not you agree with what it looks like and you, or you like the work, that doesn't like, sure, Simone Biles look flat. But you said it yourself. She edits everybody this way. So you think if everybody looks like this in her art, that maybe, <laughs> just maybe she didn't single out this black woman to make her look bad? Right. Like, so what What exactly is your argument? People don't know shit and are, are quick to try to act like everything is within the aesthetic of being anti-black. I, and I hate and, that. And then the thing I hate is a lot of those criticisms were coming from people in a way that I don't think they realized they were doing. Like, they were like, this is not how you shoot dark-skinned people Blah blah blah. But there's but, not just one way to shoot, and that's but that's the thing. They only want people my color or darker to look shiny to and some be shit. bright. Yeah, like that's the only way acceptable darkness is. It's just right. like when we talked about how with dark skin models, they always got to grease them up and fucking shit. Right. It's based in the same type of shit. Right. And they don't ever do that with any other skin color. And I, and I actually made that point when I was talking to this dude who, you know, said he was a photographer or whatever else. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm a <laughs> photographer, too. I just like, don't too, have the catalog. It. Like, if you've ever seen some of the photos that I've taken, like, the skill is there. I just don't have the fancy-ass camera or the editing software. But Same as with me, nigga. Folks, don't, <laughs> folks be talking to me like, I, I do this and look. And I, okay, cool. But I, <laughs> we are not the same, bro. <laughs> um. And so when people say like, or I made the argument with this specific dude who just wouldn't come down off his high horse. I'm like, I just don't feel like you would be having the same argument if this was a lighter skinned black woman also, because y'all, you, you, you keep making this specific point about Simone Biles and her darker skin. What if she was lighter skinned? Then what would you have to say? And that's when, the whole well no like she's she edits all her photos this way and i would be equally as mad i'm like okay why don't y'all be as mad then when she photographs white people the same people who aren't black in the same way like what you you are proving my point right (laughs) like listen idiot (laughs) so i'm just like y'all need to really when it comes to criticizing artists and i'm not talking about your motherfucking homie down the street who been doing cartoon graphics for six years off of somebody else's computer. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about them. <laughs> this is elitist ass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just punished. saying when it comes to artists who have really been in the game, like really been in the paint who have art that has been vastly recognized and Annie has shot for so many. She shot for the Olympics. Like she, her catalog is fucking crazy. Almost every president since Carter. She has an extensive catalog and her photos are beautiful. Like the way that she translates photos to make them look the way that they look, to make them look like paintings, like, that is fucking skill. That is talent. Um, I did also see where people brought up her pictures of Michelle Obama, which I remember it wasn't a backlash or anything, but people kind of had some of the same arguments with her, but it wasn't 
the vitriol was different. The time, the time, the anger of the times. One thing is, we as a people are tired of holding up white institutions. Yeah, and a lot of people feel like even if, just because she's world renowned to white people, what the fuck does that mean to me? Right. Like that's the angle that a lot of these people are coming from, which I can understand the anger. I but can understand in, it too. But in this case, yeah, you you're kind of just wrong. Like I I understand definitely having an opinion on somebody's art and saying oh I know what I can do to make this look better to me but that's another thing too is it's all subjective beauty is in the eye of the beholder no matter who it is but when it comes to people who put out art as final projects don't touch that if you feel like you can do better then you do it right on your Your terms (laughs) don't take somebody else's work and then throw a few color splashes on it and say, oh, look, this, like, that's what the dude did. And that's why I responded to him. He's like, this was an edit that took less than five minutes. I'm like, yeah, because you took completed work. Right. You didn't <laughs> fucking do the shoot. Right. And, and you know what I'm saying? L- upload the role. And you didn't do all the work that it takes to actually get a final photo. You took a photo that was already finalized and manipulated that shit. It's easy right. to make it look good at that point. And right. you didn't do anything but saturate her skin a little bit more and turn the brightness up on her clothing. <sighs> Nigga, like... People be thinking that... Uh, it's almost like a Wizard of Oz complex where people be thinking they know how to do some magical shit and they're just this wise thing. It's like, nigga, we... A lot of people know how to take fucking pictures. <laughs> A lot of people. There's, we are in the selfie era. There right. are so many apps. <laughs> right. And then a lot of us learn how to shoot film on actual fucking film. Film camera. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm dope as fuck. If you don't I know just, how to burn and dodge, nigga, <laughs> right. don't talk to me. If you don't have hours <laughs> in the dark room, nigga, we are not the same. <laughs> but... The only criticism I've ever had of Annie Leibovitz was one picture in particular, and that was when LeBron and Giselle were on the cover of Vogue, and she definitely used that King Kong picture oh, to as like an inspiration. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that because that oh, this was a big backlash because this was the first time I think an African American male had ever been on the cover of Vogue. It was like oh six, I think. Being, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna let y'all. Oh yeah. She definitely should have done her research there. Cause that's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. And some people were mad. Some people did bring that into their argument now you argue that okay we got something to talk about right (laughs) like we are cooking with grease (laughs) but i just just i don't know maybe it's because i'm an artist i'm just not with changing somebody i'm not with taking somebody's art and and changing it and trying to make a final product and and still being able to call it yours like you know she wild as fuck for this i for like man i hadn't looked at it in a while she wild as all fuck. Yeah, that was my first time seeing that. Yeah, that was that was a big deal. Because I think they ended up 
changing, changing the cover. Yeah. And that's when it was still mostly print. Mm. Hey. Well, that is some backlash that she deserves. And <laughs> I hope uh, from that point on, she learned to do her research. And um, she's world renowned. No, just <laughs> 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 but no. Uh, also, it's just like people were like, Look, like pulling up all these essence covers of shit. It's like, man, just shut the yeah. fuck up. And then um, somebody did a juxtaposition of um, Viola, Viola on, shoot Vanity Fair. on Vanity Fair and the one, and I was just like, and then her, the one that she did for uh, Fences mm-hmm. with her and Denzel, and they were just like, see, just look at the difference of when a black artist, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, this is this artist's style like the, the artist wanted this photo to look like this I think it's part of our black paranoia also we're tired of being shit on openly <clears throat> so we kind of look at everything like you shitting on us again nigga yeah. so yeah I just I don't know I don't we gotta watch it because we're getting to the point now to where we're saying nutty ass fucking shit. We're getting to the point now where we're having to put our foot in our mouth. Right. And it's like, because you don't, you aren't hip to something. You think something is this way. We can't jump at every single thing that looks like it's not suiting us immediately. Like we need to just sit back and calm down for a little bit. Like, I just feel like if you saw this photo that Annie put out of Simone Biles and you were just like, mm-hmm. do some research on her work first. Now it, it'd be different if, you know, all of her other photos were just like wildly vibrant right. and highly dimensional. And this one of the black girl, which Simone is not her first black girl. No, but people, people don't know who Annie Leibovitz is, which is, I don't understand how, I'm not. I'm not gonna be elitist in that way because uh, not everybody has the same access to the same information. But it's certain people like. But do your googles. If she's shooting for Vogue, is she shooting for these other? But once again, we don't respect white institutions. It's just like when people be like, "Why are y'all trying to go to the Grammys when we got the BET yeah. Awards here?" Like, nigga, <laughs> <laughs> there is a price point for being a Grammy Award winning artist that you get that you don't get for having BET awards. Do I think that that's bullshit? Yes. But you're not going to fix it by having a Twitter argument of why do you, like Charlemagne be doing that fucking shit too. Yeah. I, I don't like that shit. Don't go where you're tolerated. Go where you, that's all. That's what I right. says all the time. Suck a dick. I, just, I, I um, hate that. <laughs> I just, I just want y'all to, to come off of your high horses just a little bit. Like, right. If you out here, producing work that you are standing behind and you are confident in and you feel like you are on the level of some of these people that you're criticizing the way to shit on them is just to put out your own work but don't it is it is just mad disrespectful to me to take somebody else's shit and basically scribble on it and then throw it out it's just like that time we got in trouble on SoundCloud for having those having music that we didn't license. 
was I stupid for doing it and I knew I was wrong? Yeah. But at the same time, it is disrespectful for me to use somebody else's work and our work without giving them credit or not giving them compensation. Mm -hmm. That's just the rules. And I, I know in this social media, rip everything and use this song in your video, whatever. We lost the hindsight of that, but those are one of those artist tenants that we have to uphold because that is somebody's livelihood. Yeah, that just um, that just struck a nerve with me because you're an artist and you're sensitive about your shit. I, that, boom, that is it. <laughs> I would really, really hate like, and I actually back in my younger days had the nerve to like make a suggestion to um an artist or designer or somebody back in the day about like making some shit that I wanted to be made or basically like changing their product to make it how I wanted it to be. You got to understand how disrespectful that is. Like <laughs> it's, it's one thing to like write somebody about a product that they've put out that just all around does it does not serve its purpose or some you know what I'm saying like functionality is off or whatever whatever that's one thing but to like come at somebody who is established and and try to take away from their work by boosting yourself up and how you can do it better or trying to tell them how they can do it better it's like nah man y'all have to at the same time though In black culture, we've always done that. We literally created hip-hop by doing that. Yeah, but it... Uh, so it's, it's... Dapper Dan essentially did that and wound up really winning in the end. He took designer's work, changed it, and made it doper. And it pissed off those artists. But that's what I'm saying, though. Instead of, like, publicizing, hey, this sucks, and mine is better. You know what I'm saying? Just put yours out. Yeah, but I'm saying at the same time, Dapper Dan essentially did the exact same thing that that guy did with that picture. Mm. He took the prints, changed them on the product. Mm-hmm. And sold it and made money off it. That's why they raided his fucking store. And that's why until recently he's not been getting the money that was due to him in a weird oh, yeah. kind of way. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially a very, that's how we've always done it. So that clashes with the idea of white institutions. That's why I've been, I guess, trying to say. I don't feel like we've always done it in that way. When, we, when they wouldn't, time, though. when they wouldn't let us in the door, we definitely knocked down the door by doing that. Yeah. So turntables weren't meant to be scratched like that. Yeah. So you change and modify the technology, right? So it's kind of, I can kind of see both ways. I get your point, and I'm, I agree with you, but that's also the other part of it. 
it's multiple things p- playing at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I can understand how somebody would be like yo, <laughs> like in theory, but it it makes you look insane when you know who Annie Leibovitz is. Yeah, like I, I grew up reading GQ, so I knew who the fuck Annie Leibovitz was. Yeah, because she was always in there, usually with the cover shot. And a whole bunch of other like dope shit that I've just interact. I've come across her work a lot, but to somebody who doesn't, she bleeds the same way as me. Yeah. But you're gonna take it different because you're an artist. True. But that's where the Twitter is not good for certain discourse. That's why mm. some things happen, and I'll be like. <laughs> can't wait to we podcast so i can actually flesh this out (laughs) so because if i say how i feel right now and what i'm thinking it's not gonna read well right like for instance did you see the jill scott thing where the guy was like so y'all find jill scott jill scott sexually attractive right and he's like i'm not saying she's ugly by any means but i'm saying like like for real and then he tried to act like he wasn't saying that she wasn't uh that he wasn't shocked that people found her sexually attractive. And then they were reading that for I I never understand how people are shocked that multiple people can find different types of things beautiful or sexually attractive. Like I watched this thing the other day. Uh, uh I was watching Balls Deep on uh Vice where the dude does like deep journalist work for mm-hmm. different things mm-hmm. and he had did one where he went to like uh some kind of bear bears are over are usually overweight men that are very hairy oh okay or uh otters would be uh shorter not, men or uh medium-sized men that are hairy or a cub would be a younger man that's hairy it's like all these subtypes in a gay culture. Right. So he was doing that and they were more or less talking about like how people are attracted to multiple are attracted to different things. And this guy was talking about like, I didn't like he was, a, he was about our age. He was gay. He was talking about how when he first realized he was gay, he was attracted to all the things that things that Hollywood shows is gay, like super cut super cut dudes with like washboard abs hair yeah all that shit and then he realized that his body shape people found that attractive also so it just made me think like about like with the jill scott thing like people really don't understand that just because we're always shown something doesn't mean that that's the actual beauty norm Mm -hmm. that we think of i don't want no chick that look like everybody isn't programmed the same way I don't want no disrespect. I'm it's gonna sound bad. I don't want a chick that look like Taylor Swift, right? I'm just not attracted to that. I'm not saying she's ugly or anything, I'm just not attracted to that. Yeah, I'm attracted to usually thicker girls and mostly black women. Mm-hmm. Not shit on anybody that thinks that Taylor Swift is beautiful because she is beautiful, it's just that that's not what I'm attracted to. I also feel like being attracted to thicker girls is a it's an adult transition. Yeah. Too. Like, I feel like more men 
become more attracted to thicker women as they become older men. I agree. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there's many young dudes or like early teenage boys who are just like, oh, yeah, I like thick girls. No, it's def- those are usually the super skinny dudes. Super skinny dudes usually like thicker women when they're younger. Hmm. Or in my experience, that's what it is. I was I was a bigger dude, so I didn't I wasn't attracted to thicker women. As I got older, I, I definitely did. But yeah, it's just one of those things. Also, there is some kind of connection to thicker bodies usually being tied to fertility. Mm-hmm. So innately, men will. As we get to an age where we want to start procreating, we will be attracted to thicker women. Yeah. So that makes sense also. I'm at the point now to where I I ain't got no specific body type. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I don't care anymore. (laughs) I am done. You know, fat bodies used to be praised, especially especially women. Yeah. I think um, for certain cultures, it, it was like a status um, a status thing like yeah. oh you know you're able to eat and drink well right um, you but clearly are from a wealthy family way back in like the I don't want to misquote the century but we studied this in art too but I, I think the 18th I, century they were I've talked about it before way before then the Venus of Willendorf figure yeah. there's a movie about her on Netflix I think oh okay but it's made by white people so well, yeah, Venus was um, just basically this statue that they made that was glorifying, like, plump women. Mm-hmm. Like she had big titties. She had a belly. She had, you know, jiggly legs. That used to be. I think it was the 18th century. I mean, the 1700s. I feel like it was either 1600s. Maybe even before. It may have been. She died eighteen fifteen. Sarah Bartman. Wait, so but when did the actual statue? Wait, are you talking about? There's a statue. Okay, I know. I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about Sarah Bartman, who was also called the Venus. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. There is um. Because she, they, she toured around Europe. Yeah, I know about her. I know about her. Okay. She oh, you're talking about Venus de Milo, the statue? No, like, it's literally called, like, the piece of art is called Venus of Villendorf. Venus of Villendorf. Okay, one second. Man, this is some elitist shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen to these two niggas. Like it should be, like, a stone... Like, literally a stone sculpture. That's why I think it's, like, 1600s. Cause it's like okay. All right. Yeah, I've seen this before. Old ass. Venus of what? It says 30,000-year-old figure. It's prehistoric. That's it. Them things are thangin'. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing on Twitter. Big titties like, them things thangin'. Things are thangin' today. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's um 
created between 2800 BC to 2500 BC. Discovered in 1908. But yeah. Yeah, this is culture, guys. We are putting y'all on culture. <laughs> Just helping you niggas out. <laughs> right. Giving you a little bit of uh, culture. <laughs> um, um, What else did we say? But yeah, body types are... People are attracted to all type of different things. So if you're ever feeling down and you feel like you're not good looking, just know somebody out here that niggas was sliding in Juice's DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody is out here desiring you. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.